everyone and welcome to the Anika Apple podcast and this is our divine guidance for December. I'm so excited to be able to bring the message to you um, this month. There's a lot um, for us to explore and um, different than how we tr how we typically move through a couple of themes for the month. Um, there is just an important overarching message which is that we're moving in to a time of consciousness. This time of consciousness is more than a season, um, which is why it's a time. There is a movement toward consciousness that is going to be uh, prominent. It's going to be at the forefront of everything that happens in 2024. And so as we explore the divine guidance and the different things that we can anticipate happening as we close out this year in the month of December and get ready to move into 2024, keep in the back of your mind that the collective and individual consciousness is going to be at the forefront of everything that happens. First and foremost, this is a time of questioning. At the end of the year, I think it's typical in our humanness to go through an assessment. Have we completed everything that we needed to, what we desire to do for this year? Um, do we feel confident about the decisions and choices that we've made? Um, you know, what are things that we have potentially missed that we want to finish that are critical for the end of the year? What are things that we um, have decided are not going with us into the new year. So it is a time of questioning, a time of exploration. What I encourage you to do in this time is to spend more time in introspection than you do talking about the questions that you have with people around you. This is going to be critical, not just for this month of December, but also as you move throughout the next year. In the past, You've taken in a ton of information, more than you even recognize from other sources. And as you have been gathering the information from other people, it has influenced your perspective, your opinions, your movement, your timing, and your belief in yourself. As your consciousness comes into the forefront of everything you do, it will be critical for you to make sure that you are not being influenced by voices outside of your own and the connection that you have with the creator. So you're probably thinking like, well, how do I do that? Because the world has tons and tons and tons of information and I like gathering and knowing all of these things. It's not that you cannot allow any of that to come forward, you can, but you need to have your own time by yourself, your moments of introspection, where you are reflective about your purpose, your intentions, and your desires. Purpose, intentions, and desires. Because when you know those three things, purpose, intentions, and desires, you will be able to filter appropriately the things that are coming through you the things that are coming to you in the world, that are being messaged to you on social media, etc., so forth. If you pay attention, if you step back and come out of yourself as the 
a recipient of information and look at the um, look at social media, the internet, look at it as a business, you will see that there are some consistent themes to how things are being told to you, how they're being sold to you, what you're missing, what you need, what they are trying to um, ensure that you are taking on. And some of this comes from a pure place, people really desiring to make sure that you have all the information that you need, what's necessary for you in order to make sure you're making good, solid and sound decisions and that you're growing. Much of what is out there today is about selfish gain. And if you've ever experienced something where perhaps you bought a seminar or a web uh, or a webinar um, and you or you've gone to a conference and you're like, there's so many nuggets, but you see it's almost as if you're looking at a chain link um, and it's like you see all the links and then there's a gap and then there's more links and more links. And it's like you've given me everything except for this. Now, I won't get all into branding strategy and all of that stuff, but there are some people who truly are sharing wisdom and information and knowledge with you, knowing that they're holding some pieces back. And that holding, those holding the pieces back are not just about getting you to have a continued relationship with them. In many cases, you might be a part of a funnel, right? And it's like, I'm going to share this with you. And if you want to know how to implement or execute it, then you might need some additional support. And here's where I offer why. That's a business model. What I'm speaking to is the desire that people have to hold some things close to the vest that they're not willing to share. Because there's fear that if I tell you all of the pieces of the system, you might actually do it and be successful. How, how can you identify if that is the spirit that people are moving in? It will only be because you have spent the time in introspection to have clarity about what it is that you are to do and to deliver. It's how you'll be able to identify the missing links and to know whether or not whatever the program um, is or whatever you know information you're taking in has all of the pieces that you're looking for. Now, why is that valuable? Well, there's the obvious on the on you know in, in front, which is that if I know that someone is operating in a certain way and there's some information missing, I can go find that information. But the underpinning is that there's strategy there for delay. If I think that I have gotten all the pieces that I need to do something, it's like looking at a recipe and you've looked at a recipe, perhaps you're making bread for the first time, but you've never gone through the process of allowing the bread to rise and you don't understand the way that yeast works. You don't know the difference between instant yeast and the other active yeast. You don't like there are pieces, there's wisdom, there's information missing that without it, you won't be able to really complete this in its entirety. You're going to try, perhaps you'll flop, perhaps you will call it a failure. Perhaps you will frustrate yourself and figure and just keep going in circles, trying to figure out how to get it done. But what it's doing is creating a delay for you. And that delay has impact on the people who are on the receiving end of whatever it is that you are trying to create and gift and do, as well as for you. And, and we know that in our humanness, that repeated frustration does lead to fatigue. And that fatigue can, can encourage us to quit. 
So someone who is stringing out information and leaving out critical pieces that cannot be found, that are not offered to you, is not operating with a kind of integrity that you likely want to have as a part of your life. I expect it from the people that I deal with and I give it in, in whatever ways I'm giving my gifting to the world. That is what God expects of me. And so that's the way I operate. As our consciousness continues to grow and evolve, we will have less tolerance for people who operate in that way. That will inevitably cause a shift of power and prestige and business recognition. Because the more conscious that we become, the higher the collective expectations we have of the way people operate. And as a collective, when we are aligned that behavior needs to be in a certain way, we can change the way people operate. Today, there's a massive amount of acceptance for operating outside of integrity. It has been happening for such a long time. And what happens is that people have decided that as long as it doesn't touch me, my home, my family, I'm okay. In 2024, we're going to experience a series of events that when those things happen, it will be difficult, if not impossible, for you to separate yourself from your neighbors. Meaning the collective experiences, the challenges that we all have, things that befall us that we're like, how did I not see this coming? I didn't know that it was possible for me to be in these circumstances. Those things that right now sit as places of separation amongst men are going to be the very things that bring us together. And in this collective experiences, in these, the series of experiences, we are going to have the opportunity collectively to decide what's important to us as a society. We're going to have to make some decisions about how we operate. We're going to have to make some difficult choices. We're going to have to recognize that when resources are thin and when people don't have access to the things that they are used to having, we're going to have to decide how we manage where those resources are and who has access to them. This is not a call out for you to go out and run up and buy out all the paper towels and toilet paper and all of that stuff, although there will be some resources that are, are in scarce supply. What it is, is a recognition for you, an acknowledgement for you that some of the answers that you will be seeking in 2024 are already on the inside of you now. The time you spend in introspection will help you get clear again on your purpose. Who are you and what is it that you are gifted to give to this world and how do you go about giving that thing? What is it that you uniquely are purposed to do? What ability do you have to hear, know, and understand what your creator is saying to you? And if you don't hear audibly or, you know, if you don't have stream of consciousness journaling or if you, if you feel like tapping into your instinct is a challenge, then certainly there are resources and coaches, people like myself that can help you with that. But more than that, it's starting a lifestyle of spending time in prayer, meditation, in stillness, so that you can develop that relationship where you 
begin to trust and recognize the gifting that you have. We all have versions of gifting on the inside of us. Awakening those things is different. Now, are, is there a difference between some people who are called into certain things? Absolutely. But let's spend time on the most elementary level of this thing. Because at the end of the day, what I desire to ensure that you walk away from this video with is a recognition that you can have a closer relationship with the creator and that it will benefit you, not just your soul and your journey, but in preparation for what is to come in the year ahead. Because the more comfortable you are with going to the creator and spending time with source, understanding what it is that's going on, understanding how you can best bring your gifts forward, working to, to release the things inside of you that perhaps stand in your way of working in a collaborative way with your fellow, you know, man, um, as you navigate through those things, you'll be best prepared for what is to come and you'll be able to have the answers to those questions. And in the answers to those questions, you are going to be able to filter the way other people are working in the world. You'll be able to see it so clearly. In the past several years, we've had a lot of exposure season. I've been hashtagging exposure season for a couple of years now, maybe even longer than that. There's tons of it. What is about to happen is less about exposure of systems and things like that. We're still going to see that. You're going to see some massive systems fall and change. You're going to see reform. You're going to get tired of hearing the word reform because it is going to be everywhere. And what will be important is to see the word reform and then look and see, are they really reforming? Are they calling it that? But it's the same package. It's like putting lipstick on a pig. It's the same thing. You dressed it up nicely, but it still is what it is. You're going to see a lot of that. But beyond the, beyond the reform is going to be your desire to understand and know what truth exists. The exposure of those systems is one thing, but the exposure of the hearts of the people around you is imminent. You will see and know and begin to understand the way people are operating. And to simplify it, it's are they looking at what's in the best interest of mankind or are they focused on their own selfish gain? And it is going to be so obvious and prevalent before you that it's almost as if the person is holding a blackboard above their head saying, I'm all about me or I'm looking for and trying to build the collective in the kingdom. In the past, there's been space for those things to be secretive. What will be required in the year ahead is that it's very plain and that you know and you can see, you can look and identify it. And for those that spend more time connecting in spiritually, staying connected to the source, walking in your purpose, it will be even easier for you to see and identify it. But come year end, it will be very difficult to hide anything. So if things aren't hidden, then what happens? Well, people move in the way they have been moving. Because right now, today, not everything is hidden. There are some behaviors that people have that are very obvious, they're overt, and yet there's a general level of acceptance. 
If we take, for example, our prison system. If you look at the system of how we get and keep people in prison, we've had people who've been on the inside of the system talking about what's broken. They've shared what the pipeline looks like, where the pipeline of people comes from. We've seen exposures of judges and district attorneys and, and, and the likes, and judges, the judges and attorneys and the likes who have been in cahoots with one another to send people to jail, to levy you know, longer and more severe, more strict sentencing. We've seen all of these things happen, yet the system still exists. There's a level of acceptance because it hasn't come to my home or to your home. There's perhaps a bit of frustration, maybe some outrage. But collectively, we're still not at a point where we look at our fellow man and say, well, that's not right. And from an altruistic standpoint, this needs to shift. It needs to change. It doesn't have to hit my home in order for it to be important, in order for it to matter to me. As a matter of fact, what I want is to make sure it doesn't hit anyone's home. That's the kind of behavior that we are going to see so clearly by the end of 2024. People choosing sides. People making decisions that they're not going to support, align, or allow things that have been created, the systems and processes that we have said yes to, that we have allowed, that we've not taken action to fix, to exist, because it hasn't impacted us. But when more people find themselves in the conditions and situations that have been foreign to their own experience, things will shift. I'd like personally for it to not have to go to that, in order for us to make change. But what I see is that it will have to be in order for people to make a decision that things are not right. If I go back to 2020 for just a moment, I think about the moment where we watched George Floyd's murder. And what is so salient to me is that it became something so significant because you could not get away from it. It didn't matter whatever your beliefs or feelings or opinions are, where you sit on race relations, any of that stuff. You cannot deny that the man was murdered and that it happened right, right there where you could see it in your living room. It wasn't something you could scroll by because it was everywhere. And around the world, there was outrage, not just here in the United States. And so what truth does that tell us? Because his murder is not the only thing like that that's ever happened in the history of society. There are still things like that happening to black men all the time. It's unfortunate that it took seeing it in our living rooms for there to be a public outcry and outrage. What I'm saying to you is, just because something exists 
doesn't mean that people will take action to change it. The conditions have to bring it right to you, to your home, to your companies where you had to address how people were feeling, the fear, the disgust, the discontentment. And the more that the rest of the world rallied, the more that people who weren't moved by it felt they had to. Because now there's momentum and now everyone's looking to see what you think. The goal would always be that we change before we get to that moment. But the truth is, history does not indicate that that's how we operate. So what I see at this point is that there will have to be some things that befall people in such a way that they cannot turn a blind eye from it. And, it, and reform, shifting, changing is required so that they can be out of the, dis, the, of the discomfort, so that they move away from the situation that they are now in forced to experience. In short, a couple of things that are to come. We're going to see some massive systems that we have known and that we depend upon fall. Breaks and cracks in those systems that you've known existed, they're going to further crack and you're going to see what's on the inside. I'm seeing a vision right now in this moment of like a crack or crevice that's just widening and widening and widening. It's like it's in a block of cement, like a foundation of what a building is built on. And as it cracks, all this stuff scurries out. You're going to see that. You're going to see a couple of prominent people. I'm hearing three right now. Prominent people that fall from grace so significantly that there is no public redemption for them. You are going to see people experience food insecurity to the likes that you have never experienced before. And there is a massive world event that will change the dynamics of how people live in a country, in a place where they never thought that they would experience anything like that, where they've looked on at other countries and places where they have seen things like that happen, but they were sure it would never happen on their own soil. And yet that's exactly what happens. That's closer to the end in 2024. When you look at the event and you trace it back to when it first began, it will be in the month of September. You may not see it from that point, but when you look back at it, when you trace back all of the conditions that were created, the month of September will be the standout. And we are going to experience more grief than we have in years past. And for many people in decades. And of course that varies by the country that you live in, the experiences that you have, because certainly there are some places where grief has been so heavy over countries for decades and decades and decades. And what it speaks to is the continuation of those experiences because there has not been enough movement to stop it. But in some places where they've not experienced anything like that, where the numbers of what they experienced in 2020 
in, during the pandemic will pale in comparison. People talk a lot about the rapture and in whatever way you envision the rapture, that's what 2024 will look like to, to, um, to a comparison. 2020, uh, 2024 will look a lot like 2024 will look a lot like the experience of Twenty twenty four will look a lot like the experience of what you may envision as the rapture, where it's like people are here and then they're gone. I don't see it in the spirit in the way that I watched the movie Left Behind and I read all of those books. They were incredible. I thought they were incredible. I don't see it in that same way, but we are going to experience a lot of grief. People will need resources. They will need support. They're going to need um, time to collect themselves because of the things that they experience. What we experienced in the last three years around grief has helped us understand and come to terms, but it in no way has truly genuinely prepared us for what we will experience. The grief that is coming is massive. We've already had quite a bit that's happened in the latter half of this year. But next year, it's really frightening. The other thing that I will tell you is that I continue to see children, and I mean young adults, teenagers, and children who are impacted by weapons, where there is life stolen from them by weapons. And for those of you that are watching that pray, I ask you to ensure that part of your prayer points are around praying for the safety and the lives of our children. This in no way is what I desire to see happen. And my way of countering that is through prayer and encouraging you to pray as well. There is so little focus on what's happening in our lives, in the lives of our children. So little focus, and they are our promise. We have to protect them in a way that looks different. And what we've been doing is not sufficient. The protection and that, that people, I've watched so many people who have rallied around gun control and things like that as a result of school shootings and the likes. And it's simply not enough. I'm grateful for those who have lent their voices and who've taken action and there is more required. Some of the things that happen are about what's going on in people's own homes. Accessibility, the mental security and stability that the children and young adults have, the outlets, the resources, and the feeling and experience of love. It cannot be absent from them and us expect that they are going to grow into productive 
people, productive citizens, productive members of society. We can't expect it to grow from a model where we haven't represented what that is really supposed to look like. This time of change is upon us all. And so 2024 has a lot of really great things to offer. I know it doesn't sound like it from this video, but there are some who are going to rise and they're going to rise incredibly quickly because they honor the creator and they do what they are called to do. There is an even wider gap that is going to come between those who don't operate in integrity and those who do. There will be an even greater gap for those who operate in integrity and are purveyors of love and light. And as a community, we will have to rally around leaders and people who take unpopular stands to do the things that they know are required in order for us to live the life that we desire, meaning one where we experience freedom. This is not, it will not be a year where you can remain silent. And I like to refer back to the divine message. It was either in June or July where we talked about the tunnel. One of the things that God showed me is that we're making decisions. We were making decisions in that time in a tunnel, in the dark, so that we could not make our decision based on what other people were choosing. It's already come to pass that people have started to see some of the decisions that people made in the tunnel. You're going to see it very pronounced in the year up ahead. When you make a decision to not decide, it's a decision. It's a choice. When you make the choice that, well, I'm okay. If it goes this way or it goes that way, that's a decision. And from God's perspective, when you choose that you are not going to make a decision, you're, it's the same as choosing that you're not going to operate in the way that God desires, that you're not choosing God. And so with that, where there is apathy, you're siding with the oppressor. Where there is apathy, you're siding with those who decide that immorality is acceptable. The acceptance is saying that it's okay for loss of life to happen as long as it's not at my door. For people to experience famine as long as I'm not experiencing famine. And each of us have different ways in which we are called to create change. Understanding what that is takes us back to the beginning of the message. In what ways are you called to be a part of the change? When you are operating in your divine purpose, it's like another piece of the puzzle being fitted together. And your ability to do that will strengthen the collective, i.e. how we get to collective consciousness. So if I'm clear about who I am and I understand the purpose and I understand the things that I am to do and I'm moving forward on those things, as are you, as is the third person and the fourth and so on, we're strengthening the collective consciousness. I am tapping in to source and understanding what my creator is saying and you're understanding what the creator says to you and what the divine says to you and so on and so forth, we're strengthening, strengthening the collective consciousness. 
We're moving into a season of consciousness. The consciousness will come regardless as to what side of it you're on. People are going to become more and more aware. My goal is to ensure that you know that there is discernment available to you. That it is like a muscle in seeking what is outside of yourself so that you can gain truth and understanding and stand in divine wisdom as you're assessing the situations that are happening in front of you. At the end of the day, that is part of how you will help shift the consciousness because you'll be able to spot truth. You'll be able to know what is fake and what is real. And that will be required because you can't take action against what is fake. It's not even there. It's not even doing anything. It's not even contributing. What you need to be able to do is speak truth to what is true. To take the things that are actually happening, not the narratives that people want you to believe, but what's actually happening and determine whether or not it's in alignment with what is for the greater good. What is for the collective? What supports humanity? What helps to build the kingdom? However you want to see, understand, and articulate it. At the end of the day, what is real and what do we need to be real in order for people to thrive as a collective, not individual? There's a time up ahead for many that is marked wealth. And it is incredible of what's available because you will have done the work, you will have created the plans, you will have been where you're supposed to be for the divine encounters, you will experience turn after turn after turn of favor. God willing, you will get everything that God has laid up for you. That's absolutely beautiful. It's part of the truth that exists in the time that is up ahead. And at the same time, there will be much expected of you in terms of how you continue to contribute to the building up of the collective. What things will you do to help others be successful? How will you teach them the things that you have learned divinely? What space will you create for them? I'm thinking in this moment about leaders who have talked about like when, when they're asked, um, you know, what, what are some of the things that they are most grateful about having the opportunity to do in their career. And I love when people say I've created jobs for people. I love that. What we're called to do is create space for people to create a full life. Jobs are great. Careers are greater. Life is even better. And when I say life, it's like creating opportunities for them where they can both work, but then also receive all that they need so that all of their life they're winning. They're winning in every space, not just in the opportunity of work. Work is great, but it's what we do. It's not who we are. It doesn't fully and wholly encompass us. So when you experience the growth that is available to you, have you done those things? Will you continue to do those things to be ready for the opportunities? And then you have an opportunity to influence and impact humanity. Remember this, 
Don't build for the sake of building for you. Build for the future. And in order for us to build and, and create some surety around the future, we have to be putting deposits in people, not just simply what they do for their career or their job. We need them to thrive. The last thing I will say to you is healing is required. You'll hear a lot of that term from me over the next year. Healing is indeed required. And part of your ability to step into and walk your purpose is going to be contingent upon you doing your healing work. Now, yes, I do run a community called the Healing Crusade, but this is not about that. Unhealed people cannot see other people, nor can they see themselves. So if you go back to the beginning of the message where I talked about collective consciousness and us being able to understand, understand what we're experiencing and what we're seeing, when we are unhealed, when we are in the depth of our shadow work, it's easy for us to focus on fear. It's easy for us to focus on, well, I don't want to be the person that upsets the apple cart because what would it mean for me? It's easy for us to go through those old narratives and to allow that to stand in the way of us making the choices and decisions that we know are best for all humankind. Your healing is going to help you discern, understand, and seek. When you do that work, and I don't mean like you do it, you're done, like I've healed great, like now what's next? I mean being on the healing journey because in the, in the midst of healing, you're open to ask yourself the question of like, what might I be missing? What might I be assuming about myself? What have I just been learning about myself that might be coloring this situation? And because you ask, you'll be open to receive when the creator, when the divine, when the universe sends you the message that you need to have. The healing work is a foreway to your really being able to see and understand what's at play. So you must do your healing work. And however you choose to do it, just do it. One of the things I think is critically important about healing is that you identify your healing team. And whether that's therapists, your doctors, coaches, whatever those pieces are that you put together, that there is trust, that you are safe, and that you are comfortable being vulnerable as you go through your journey so that you can heal. But do the work. Our unhealed conditions are like, if I can create a visual for you, it's like if you think about how mummies have just layers and layers and layers of the, the tape, the cloth over them, right? So imagine your eyes are covered and covered with layers and layers and layers and layers of cloth. As you start to do your healing work, it's like that cloth gets, it keeps getting peeled back from your eyes. And so eventually it's like, oh my gosh, I can see things now that I couldn't see before. That's because our perspective is colored through our experiences. But as we heal, we can begin to allow the light in and we can make our eyes adjust and we can see things much more in focus and clearly. And that's what you have the opportunity to do, to shift 
as you move into the season ahead by doing your healing work. So this is the divine guidance for December of 2023. It has been a blessed and wonderful year. There have been lots of learnings, lots of growth, and I pray that you have experienced success in the areas that you desired. As you prepare for 2024, I encourage you, think less about New Year's resolutions and start today with the changes that you want to make for yourself. There's no reason to wait until the beginning of the new year to create shifts. Spend the time by yourself in introspection. Get clear on what you desire to deliver in 2024 personally first, and then look across the places where you have responsibility to, to others or in the businesses that you run. But start with self. Start by making commitments and creating intentions around how you will be grounded in the year up ahead. Use the information here in the video to give you an idea of what stands before us so that you can begin to think about how important it is for you to strengthen your discernment and your connection to the divine. And my humble ask of you is that you don't just listen to this video, but that you bookmark it, that you listen to it again and again, that you come back to it frequently so that you can make sure you get, you captured the nuggets and you were living into these pieces, but also that you share it with others. It says in the word that people perish for the lack of knowledge and what I believe is true is that we never want to be like the people that I described in the beginning with the chain where there are links missing, not because they've been forgotten, not because it's simply broke, but because people have intentionally removed those links and pocketed them for themselves. Don't keep the information to yourself that you know can be life-changing and life-saving for others. Thank you for coming back to the Anika Apple Podcast and listening to the Divine Guidance Update for the month of December. I look forward to next week's uh, podcast episode and to all of the things ahead of us in the year of 2024. Oh, by the way, um, we are launching the second season of the Remarkably Me podcast, which is all about healing through the power of storytelling. If you've not yet heard the podcast episodes from season one, they are available on all of the podcast platforms, and I encourage you to take a listen. We've done a bit of rebranding, so it looks a little bit different. It used to be the Remarkable Orator, and then transitioned over into Remarkably Me. You can find the podcast on all the podcast platforms, or you can check it out on my website at anikaapple.com. Thanks for listening, and I encourage you to set your reminders for the Remarkably Mean podcast so that you are all set when the new season drops. And of course, we'll see you next week on Thursday for the next installment of the Anika Apple podcast. As always, peace and blessings. Oh.